0: just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Jeremiah, you and I flew in late last night from Northern California, went to San Francisco to the Financial Planning Association conference and listened to a lot of really good, talented speakers and we wanted to share with our audience today some of the information that we got and one of the things that really stood out to me was the speaker from he's a professor from georgetown university and he talked about the technology primarily for seniors the one things that's going on right now but also where it's where it's headed and there's some innovations and there's some changes that I think are within the line. But first of all, you, yeah. got, you got to recognize there's, there's almost 75 million people. In fact, the last cohort is gonna reach 65 within like six years.
1: Yeah, and this is the baby boomers. He's the baby boomer. So yeah, I think this is a great conversation. I think it'll be interesting for people to hear. So we're talking about aging. And as people go into seniors, what, what do they do? And the, the baby boomer generation, there's about 75 million of them. And they're just about to hit 65 in the coming, would you say, five years or so.
0: And again, I think, I think it's really a strong emphasis is it's not just the United States, because in the world, there is um, there's almost a billion of us wow. that are going to reach this age. So it's not just the United States. Yeah. That is dealing with this stuff I mean, Japan has a massive problem Mm -hmm. and a lot of other Asian countries like China also. So, again, the development of these products and services and methodologies to deal with this aging population
1: is a worldwide issue. And I think a big one to to note is that the current options and anyone who's assisted in a a parent or someone else that's, that's on the other end of this with assisted living situations, right. they're not always great and they're not always affordable. And the, a bit, part of this view is saying, you have this this large group of baby boomer generation, some yep. will live with family, mm-hmm. some will be independent, some will die with other issues before they you know have to deal with senior living. But a, a vast majority of them are gonna have to figure out their senior living, whether it's assisted by professionals you know, in home care, whether it's assisted with family. And, and a big piece that, that we talk about is, right now i would say the majority of the people that i interact with who are aging make the comment i'd like to age in my house i'd, I'd like to
0: be, i'd like to be at home
1: i'd like to stay at home and we had talked about that well you know why is that and diving deeper in and candidly if you look back say 20 years the options to go into an assisted living facility are generally poor right you know, there's a few of course shining stars of places that really take really good care but generally when people think of it they They're not super excited about what they're going to receive, and, and it's expensive, yeah, I know
0: when most people think of assisted living, the first thing they think of is nursing home,
1: skilled mm, nursing facilities. Mm-hmm. and
0: let's face it, if you've ever been in a nursing home, it is the last place that you would want to spend the you know the, the precious moments yeah. that you have available for the rest of your life in right? right.
1: Well, someone in even you get your situation, you are healthy, you're active, uh, you just passed seventy. Um, if Shh, you, don't tell her. Yeah, nobody. right. Don't tell her. <laughs> I mean, if you were looking at moving really into a new place like that, it's, it's just not even on your radar, right? It's not something you would even consider nope. like a nursing facility. Nope. And one, it's not needed, but two, it's just not any place you'd want to be. So, this this, uh, part of this conference, this presentation was fascinating uh, of some of the things that are coming down. Why don't we start a little bit with kind of the senior living? Um, what, What's shifting, what's a major shift in this space is they're creating places that you would want to live. Right. Places that are not just um, nursing facilities, places that are that are homes, that are communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's striking. I mean, you mentioned a, n- a number of these um, that I thought was so interesting, but it was almost almost like themed, right? Uh, that they they were not just a cookie cutter. Hey, it's a nice house; you want to live here? But they're very different,
0: right? And I think that what what's happened, what he talked about, is that baby boomers are not one; they're not monolithic. In other words, they don't have one view of that mm. time of their life everybody comes from a wide variety of needs and wants and desires he said it's, it's kind of like walking into a into a uh, uh, ice cream parlor you know do they just have vanilla and chocolate there anymore and that's kind of what the the retirement community mm. for years was dealing with they had this or that and that was it yeah but what's happening with the baby boomers are saying no we don't want just this or that. We want all of it. Mm. And so the variety of options that are starting to manifest themselves are really interesting. I think one of the things that, you know, for example, um, I, it's something that I've, I've really felt like it needs to be addressed, but there's a lot of retirement communities that are, are cooperating with universities mm. and seniors, retired people want to integrate with younger people. And it, it, there seems to be a real desire to do that. But you think about the opportunity that would exist in that setting, because if it's if it's a college a university, they have food, mm. they have they have food service, they have uh, the the attendees can can audit classes, they can go back to school if they choose. Yeah, to. Men-
1: mental stimulation, right? Yeah.
0: But there's also sporting events. There's athletic. There's the gym. There's mm. the swimming pool. All the things that would make vibrant life. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the benefit to the senior, but it's also what they, when they did polling of students, students said, yeah, we would like, it was like having your grandparents with you Mm -hmm. or your parents in some cases. They enjoyed that because they were being part of that overall family experience.
1: When some of these, uh, you mentioned before that they have these alumni groups that have been strong and active for Mm -hmm. years. But imagine to say an alumni to your home university um, to say, if you're an alumni here, you you would now have an option to move into this right. this you know so dorms A, B, and C. There's now a D, right. and you can move in there. Um, I think it's a fascinating idea, and, and especially the 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 folks who don't want to they want to age, but they don't want to get old. If right. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's really a good way to say that. You know, they they're willing to age, and they're willing to you know, do it, but but they don't want to turn their brains off. They don't want to turn their activity off. I mean, even when you said like, I remember I, I went to a large university up north, and football game days. There would be, you know, people, the whole city was, was, oh, yeah. was vibrant, was alive, and all the students would walk up to the stadium together. Um, I, I could see someone just wanting to be a part of that. Yeah. You know, they might, to, might not want to walk up the hill, <laughs> but wants to participate. Others, I could see that would just annoy them to no end. It's mm-hmm. noisy. There's kids out all times of the hour. They can't
0: know. hear as well as they'd like to, right? right?
1: But so it's not for everybody. And, and part of this, I think, presentation was, you know, that's for some people. They might want that. There's another one that you mentioned where it was themed culturally to say, you know, someone from a japanese descent might you know value certain uh, decorations, certain color themes certain processes and so there's a, a home that, that's kind of sprung up that had a culturally uh, i don't say appropriate or significant or desirable um uh voice but, to but, it. but
0: it's a very traditional asian theme with all the designs the architecture the colors maybe it's like even a feng shui architecture yeah. through it and and from what from what he was saying he said they They had a hundred thousand applicants for like a hundred rooms
1: hmm. it
0: It had a massive
1: appeal uh to that to that group it was, It was amazing right so it says I think this this pivot from these are the five cookie cutter type homes we do nursing mm-hmm. to now say these are communities we're building. We're building them with um certain people in mind. The others I thought were i mean the whole, the list kept going on and things they had, but the other kind of i guess put these two together is travel. You know, there's some that were international destinations, right. folks who wanted to travel to Latin America. Or other, but the other one was a ship. It was a cruise ship. <laughs> and basically, it became a, a home. And the people would actually live in, on a ship. They would have medical doctors there. There, there,
0: is a, there is a... Currently, right now, they're putting together a cruise ship that will house, I don't know how many people it'll have, but they'll have a complete hospital. It'll have a complete um, delivery of medical care. And yet, they have $30,000 a year commitment for,
1: for three years, but they travel all over the world yeah. on this ship. When I, when I think of that, when you first mentioned that, to me, that seems extraordinarily expensive and isn't that nice for those you right, wealthy right. people? But to say thirty thousand dollars a year, and your food and housing is fully covered—that's why I anticipate that that will be and set all the costs, utilities, everything else. Sure. Right? It, it, it's striking, and it, it, you know, for some people, I don't know that I could live on a boat. You know, doing that every day. But for some people who love this, that might be a, a dream come true. To right. say if I could just live on a boat and be traveling with a group of people, a community, and be visiting new places constantly, sign me up. You know, I, right. I, I'm sure there's people that. That would that would love that. There's there's a Disney related one as well. Yeah. Um. Pe- people who love Disney are trying to connect to this. The other one that, that I thought was just a kick out was, was this RV one that you mentioned.
0: Yeah. This is it. Really. I mean, a, a group of RVers wanted to have a retirement community, but they didn't want to go into anything that was traditional. So what they did is they they kind of they kind of grouped together and they bought this property. But all the RVs are hooked up there. So the if they want to travel, they can travel in their RV. But they come back, they have their spot. But within the community, they have medical, social meals. They've got right. all this assistance that's built in that you would normally find in a retirement community, yeah. right? I
1: think like a, a fifty-five plus community, but instead of it being you know condos or it being you know, mobile homes or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's these RVs that you these then RVs. unplug and drive off <laughs> and spend the next three months doing something. And When you quote unquote come home, it's simply your parking spot that's now your home base. And J- Jimmy Buffett put together Margaritaville. Community centers.
0: He did one. It was kind of a joke, and apparently it took off. Mm. And people that are that lifestyle, that yeah. that kind of the beachy lifestyle, but put together a Margaritaville. There's another one for the Grateful Dead. I mean, there's people that are great. They call them Deadheads, mm. but you know they follow that music and that style. But there's actually communities now yeah.
1: that are made up in that theme. Yeah, so it's interesting to think as people, as listeners are, as, are, as you think about aging and think about going into assisted living, some folks always say, no, I'm going to be around my grandkids. That's right. what I want to do. Others say, no, I want to do this. But, but there's a big portion of the population that say, if I could be a part of that RV group, I'll live in Arizona. I'll live in where, you know, wherever they might be located. And people, I think, are painting their own retirement, which is a beautiful moment you know, to, to right. have their, the moment. But baby boomers, are, there's enough of them they're kind of moving forward. And, and part of this, what was interesting here, and I guess the, the nuts and bolts is the speaker talked about, you know, right now, this doesn't necessarily work because it's expensive. It's hard to have a nursing level care in a different community. But he talked about this triangle where you basically, you congregate the staffing. It's not a, you know, one one staff member, one, one, one nurse. To one.
0: And, it, it, and again, he brought up the fact that by 2030, that we are going to be ten million skilled worker shortage mm. for at, at the present rate of use, we're dealing with uh, people that ha- have needs in that yeah.
1: area. So we're going to have issues. So in essence, instead of being a one-to-one model, it's going to need to be a staff of ten. It's got to be segregated. It's got to be. It's got to be dealing with hundred yeah, right. people. Right. So right. aggregating congregating the staffing together. So these facilities, these communities, utilizing technology to make it more efficient. You know. Mm. Um, you talk about distributing. We'll talk about more in the, in the next section of kind of different technology things that are coming out. But distributing medicine by technology, um, allowing sensors and uh, person tracking right. by technology, and the third was congregating the the housing. Is that you know having the individuals who are retired spread out becomes more difficult. Right. So bring them together together into these communities. There's been so many studies that talk about the value of community, and I think it's it's great that the baby boomers are looking to build um and receive these these community type you know um uh, groups where they can have friends they can have a group that lives with them um so come on back we're gonna have another segment we're talking about some of the, the technology that that's existing today that you may not know about but some that that's coming down the pipeline that is just going to be um, a game changer for something so come on back for our next section
0: 8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM590,
1: the answer. Welcome back. We've been talking about senior living and kind of what uh, the baby boomer generation has been receiving or gearing up to as, as these 75 million people, at least in the U.S., are retiring and uh, they're moving into senior living Uh, situations. And we've talked about in the first section, some folks live at home, some people uh, live with family, but there is cropping up these assisted living facilities that are all unique. They're not cookie cutter, they're not nursing homes, but they're great places that people would be interested in going. So we've talked through that. We're going to transition a little bit and talk about some of the technology that is existing today and and is in process of existing that's really going to make this generation's aging uh, significantly better.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, again, these are technologies right now that exist. These were new to me. I didn't realize this, but there's a medication management. Apparently, medication management is a very big deal for elderly people. And the average number of prescriptions that aren't taken is, is close to 50%. Mm. So they've come up with technology to help with the management of this. And these are actually, it's sent to you. It's no internet, no landline. But it's pre-filled insert trays and it automatically determines when you open up and you take the pill out it automatically alerts or it sends a signal that you've taken it but not only just that you taking it out of the box but that you've actually taken it Mm. he said one of the biggest issues with nursing homes is the pills that they hand out let's say for lunch or breakfast he said, they go to clean up and they find the pills are under the table mm. or they're under the plate or they just haven't taken them. Wow. But this actually would monitor that you, if you haven't taken it, it would send a signal out. say yeah. you haven't taken this particular pill.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I think there's two sides of that. There's the making sure they do take it. And then also making sure people don't take the wrong or too many. Right. You know, and there's, there's things that are already that, the you know, a, a pillbox type thing that can be locked, you yeah. know, a timer release or a cell phone release, but, you know, kind of having update update to, to say it's it's modern and it's connecting with either your caregiver or a family member to, to make sure that not only that you are remembering to open, oh it's six o'clock, did you take your pills? Right. Um, it's not only remembering to open it, but also that you've actually taken it.
0: Yeah. And this is called Medminder. And apparently this exists today and the cost to get it set up is not extraordinary. Yeah. And it only takes about forty dollars a month to monitor it. Yeah. And if that's what it took for mom or dad to you know, for a son or a daughter to monitor their medicine yeah. that their parent is taking. That's well worth the money.
1: money. So in the future spin on that, I think we just say on Medicare for and look at medication and the future spin. So some of the things you were talking about was these, these basically pill bottles that become digital. They become you know, part of a, a person's uh, inserted or just a part of their body that it will actually monitor your levels of a certain medication. And as your levels fall below whatever the appropriate threshold is, it would administer a secondary pill or a secondary dosage. Right. I mean, I, they, they have these in different industries, I know that for um, insulin monitoring, insulin pumps, that, that's part of it. But to take this to a whole other level to say that you have reliable, constant monitoring of medications and self-administration, you know, that, or that it would automatically administer to keep your body at the appropriate levels. And you made a comment that it's, it's very different of a, you know, a 300-pound man and a smaller woman of if they're on the same medication, their bodies may process that very differently. And right. when they need a second dose or what, what that might be. And I mean that's just a whole nother level to say if doctors are doing good work providing good medicine, but it's actually not being taken at right. the appropriate times and methods to have technologies that would, would eliminate that. I mean, right. you have somebody that can receive these doses. So
0: another one we've all seen the ads, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up. And they they said the biggest issue with that is that um somebody's given a like a necklace, and they wear it with some kind of monitor that they have to push, he said the problem is is the vast majority of people don't push the button mm. and so the people that actually do fall uh, are in serious jeopardy not because they don't have access to the technology it's just they don't utilize the technology mm. so they've come up with a almost like a cell phone and it's got a GPS it's a wearable device and it it it, it doesn't look intrusive. It doesn't look like you're an old person wearing this button around your neck. Mm-hmm. But this here, it it detects whether you've fallen. It detects your location. It has unlimited range because a lot of those monitor devices, you've you got to be really close to your home. So if you walked out, let's say you're 200 feet away from your home, it doesn't pick it up. These other devices right now could be unlimited because yeah. it's GPS driven. Isn't GPS, yeah. And it's, it's not driven by a central monitor from your home. And it, it's, it apparently is really good. It has kind of an on-star concierge services wow. so that all of a sudden happens. Somebody comes in and kind of talks to you about That's this, great. right? Right, see if you, know, the, you really need to help. help.
1: That's great. And Some of the future version of that, you know, staying on the, the falling, you, you mentioned some of these, these almost insoles, but like it, it's part of people's sure. shoes. Fascinating. That they would sense your balance. Yeah. They would sense uh, you know, how you're, I mean, want to correct it in the moment to prevent the fall, but then two, if you were to fall, it would know, okay, this is what's yep. happened. Uh, just phenomenal that it goes from, um, you know, something that's a device or something that's, that's included in someone's apparel almost. The other one that, that this and I, to me, this is overly futuristic, but maybe but it's of these exoskeletons to say you can wear these. It looks like a, a leg brace, but it actually is a powered exoskeleton to help you do things.
0: I really believe this is going to be something we're going to see probably within the next three to five years. Mm. And it's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be less intrusive and look like, uh, like, like some suit of armor that yeah. you're putting on. But it's going to allow you to pick things up. Uh, it's going to allow you to walk. It's going to allow you to uh, do things physically that you may have some limitations, but it's going to take away a lot of the, the stress mm. on your joints and your muscles if you have some limitations that way and be able to still be part of normal daily yeah. activities. I think it's going to be amazing. Right. But these echoskeletons, skeletons they call them, but Japan's using them a lot right now. and They're doing a lot of experimentation with it. And I think it's just a matter of time before it gets over to yeah. it for us.
1: Well, imagine someone who's still healthy, still able to walk, but they just have a bad knee. You know, and they say the rest of them is fine and then be able to put on some sort of brace that is actually assisting them and allow them to continue on. But that mobility is so useful. The other one, I like this one a lot. This is interesting. You talked about the similar to the tracking um, for dementia the, currently they have watches. They have items that will help track people. right? But you made a really interesting comment based on what the speaker was saying is that many people who are going through dementia, when they see something strapped to their arm, right, they want to get rid of it. It's, it's not, it's they a full it right item. They pull it even off. to the point where
0: they'll break their arm to get it mm. off their arm, off their wrist, because they they feel as though they don't even know what it is. They just yeah. know that that's not part of their body and they want to get rid of it. Mm. And they'll have actually injure themselves mm. getting that off of their body. I mean, it's, it's kind of tragic when you think about it from that standpoint. But uh, some of these RFI GPS wearables, they don't even know it. Yeah. They don't even know they got it, right? Yeah, and
1: there's similar. you could put it in someone's shoes. You could put it in different places. And it, it, basically allowing someone the, the the freedom that they're still able to have, but right. also providing them the safety that if they were to you know wander off. They were to, you know, you think of, you know, this can be in the lining of a clothing. This could be in their shoes. This could be in a lot of things. Right. That is a very normal process they would have with them, you know, um, even a, a real simple wristband, you know, not a big, you know, clunky thing. So,
0: And the number of people that wander away that actually, I mean, it's it's really 70%, his comment was 70% of those who become lost uh, that have de- dementia uh, get into serious trouble. Yeah. I mean, they get to the point and nobody knows where they're at. Right. The other thing he talked about, which was really interesting, because then people call the police. My mother, my father has mm. wandered away. He's got Alzheimer's. She doesn't know where she's at. So what happens is the police then stop doing the police work mm. and go look for your parent. Mm-hmm. When in fact, if you had a trackable GPS device that the parent didn't even know they had, you could hit the button and you know exactly
1: where they're right. at well, at that they went, moment. But well, I think even how many care facilities that have locked doors. Right. Um, and it feels more like a prison. And it, it is. It is be, to keep people safe. Right. However... You know with this uh augmentation you might be able to have much more you know uh, something that beeps every time one of those patients walks out the door yeah or a walks more beyond the
0: less less prison life yeah right
1: right and a lot of right. quality of life and we don't have time to get a lot of these but some of the technology that's coming up which i think is, is phenomenal is they talked a lot very much about robots and robot assistants, and that to me still seems like the jetsons or it seems overly futuristic but what were some of the things that stood out to you and well, again
0: and right now in uh, japan they have what they call the robear and it's 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 designed primarily for nursing aides because virtually everybody has back trouble that's been in the healthcare business but this will actually lift it does 40 lifts per day and it lifts up to 200 pounds and they're using it apparently it's pretty successful mm-hmm. and they're continuing to do it but the nice thing about it is it's available you know 24 7 365. you know no no workman's comp claims no wages no nothing it's expensive But it pays for itself in a relatively short period of time. And this technology is coming faster and faster and faster. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, if you miss any part of our episode, you can catch us online. You can try our website, Tricolor Advisors, um, or you can give our office a call. It's 951-684-7011. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom
0: and knowledge.